0: is different is because uh, I am not feeling well and I'm super tired and I don't want to get up off my couch. So here I am. Excuse me. I'm going to be covering a show called The Sound of Your Heart today. This is technically not a drama. This is actually a comedy. It is more of a sitcom. It's very much a sitcom. It's a sitcom, but without the laugh track. And it's based on a webtoon. A webtoon uh, written and created and illustrated by the artist Cho Seok. It's immensely popular. It's a huge hit and it's available on Netflix if you live in North America. And I I highly recommend it. I quite like this sitcom. I love it a lot because it's very silly. And Yi uh, Guangsu, the protagonist, he he plays Cho Huk. He is such a great actor. I'm sure you've seen Yi Guangsu in other dramas. Like he was definitely in. Um, uh, he was in that show. Um, it's okay, that's love. Uh, he's he's got a major role in that. He's in. I don't know. Like what else is he in? Well, I mean, he's mostly known for being on that on that show, Running Man. Running Man is this immensely popular reality variety show with some gamification and it's extremely popular in Asia, like in China for sure. I know definitely in like Vietnam and the Philippines, but it is like a crazy popular show and it's popular mainly because people love Yi Guang Su. I think in China, he gets like the most endorsement money (laughs) or something, but Yi a is, uh, is a classically trained actor, I believe. I think he started out as a model, but I'm pretty sure he is trained in acting and he's quite well trained in drama. He's a really great drama performer, but people keep plugging him into comedies because he's also a terrific comedic actor, you know? In fact, on Running Man, Yoo jae Suk makes fun of Lee Kwang soo a lot. It says like, so you're a comedian, right? You're a comedian. He's like, no, I'm an actor. I'm an actor. He's like, no, no, you're a comedian. <laughs> uh, but Lee Kwang soo is very versatile, and I think that's what I love about him. Um, I also love how fucking tall he is. He's he's like a crazy tall guy. You also have Kim Dae-myung playing Jo Jun, so Jo Suk's older brother. And Kim Dae-myung is also a terrific actor. He's in... Numerous uh, dramas. You've definitely seen him in Biheng, right? And he is definitely in Hospital Playlist. I, I quite like his versatility and range as well. And then you have Cheng Min who plays Ebon. And Cheng Min, I remember seeing her years ago in this really bizarre, bizarre uh, Korean drama called Playful Kiss. It was on NBC, and it's technically a uh, show that was uh, initially a Japanese manga and then they turned it into a TV series and then they um, made it into a Korean TV series. So it went through several transformations, but it is such a weird show. Playful Kiss is a really weird show. came out in 2010. So if you want to see Chung So-min um, performing in, in a K-drama, like a teen K-drama, it's more like a teen com- coming-of-age kind of, um show but yeah she's she's good in that it's a, it's a weird show i loved i loved the mom character kim mi-kyung so kim mi-kyung you've seen her in like fucking every single tv show ever like she was in she was in secret garden she was in master son she was in the heirs she was in it's okay that's love the same same thing with um she's she's in Hi, Bye, Mama. Yeah, Hi, Bye, Mama. She's in that. Have you guys seen that? I should cover Hi, Bye, Mama. I haven't spoken. I haven't talked about Hi, Bye, Mama yet, right? Uh, she's in. It's okay to to not be okay. She's in a lot of a lot of Korean TV dramas. Like, I mean, she is like a TV drama queen. So Kim mi-kyung is in this, and she is flexing her comedic muscles. And I thought she was absolutely terrific. Um, I loved how many cameos there are on this show. In In the Sound of Your Heart, you have like a bunch of. Comedians making cameo appearances. Like you have Pangnare, who shows up. Pangnare also has a Netflix comedy special. It's not good, but she's in it. Oh my gosh, you have uh, you have the singer Lena Park in that. Uh, Lena Park was big in the '90s, but Lena Park is a Korean American. And she went to Korea and became a huge singer. She's a terrific singer. I mean, the pipe's on her. And so Lena Park makes an appearance, like a cameo appearance as herself on this. Um, Shin Dong Shindongyeop, Jeon, Jeon uh, Kim Wan. You have so many cameo appearances. Kim Sook appears on this show as well. Uh, I love Kim Sook. So I loved how many um, female comedians there were um, that make cameo appearances on this show. But in any case, um, if you just want like a lighthearted, feel-good, weird like zany kind of tacky campy sitcom this is for you and uh I think my favorite part I mean this is like this is actually more telling of like the kind of humor I'm into like you know even though I'm very dry when I'm on stage and I'm like talking about all kinds of weird intellectual shit I also talk about like disgusting things you know like i talk about i have like poop jokes and stuff and there's this like epic poop joke scene on this show i don't want to give away details but i just remember like dying laughing it was so gross but i could not stop laughing i was i was like in tears um so in any case if you're into like just cheap humor stuff but you know like there's some like family warmth in in there as well some family comedy family hygiene stuff if you're into that this is a show for you i just wanted to cover something lighthearted rather than heavy so today i talked to la-based comedian and screenwriter wendy wilkins well she was a writer's assistant for a major major sitcom that you all recognize called malcolm in the middle and Malcolm in the Middle is perhaps one of my most favorite sitcoms of all time. It's like Malcolm in the Middle, The Bernie Mac Show, Friends. I mean, I would say like those are like my top three favorite sitcoms of all time. But yeah, Wendy is a, is a comedy buddy of mine. I see her at Mike's. In, in fact, I'm, I'm recording this on Sunday night. Wendy and I co-hosted the Hollywood Improv Works mic. And um, that's why I'm so tired right now. Um, but in any case, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I really respect Wendy because she is always professional and she's nice to everybody and, you know, she just knows how to be a good friend and I she has this sort of New York loyalty that I'm really down with. I also learned from how generous Wendy is with people. That's something I, I'm always trying to work on because I feel like that's just an area I could work on some more. But I I learned from Wendy a great deal, so I'm very happy to talk to her. Um, let's talk to Wendy Wilkins. Do you have a dog with voice. you
1: right now? I am. I'm dog sitting. I'm so sorry. She oh. just was chill until I started talking, and now she oh. wants she wants me to throw her ball. It's That's um it's cute. Caitlin and Max from can Even, and they're in um there she is right there. <laughs> Say hi, Pepper. I know you hi, love Pepper. dogs. So I was like, well, oh, this will be a treat. Say hi, Pepper.
0: Oh, let's I face. know Pepper. I've met Pepper before. Yeah. There's oh, another yes, dog. There's yes, another- you know Pepper and Grace. Yeah yeah yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, huge. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, this is a lot. I have a tiny apartment. So, like, to have her, she's a big German Shepherd. And to have her. She's huge. But she did. She slept with me the whole night, just didn't move, oh, was good. just laid right next to me. I haven't snuggled with a dog in forever. So, it was very, it was very Aww. cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice.
0: sweet. Nice. I love dogs. Oh, my gosh. You know, like, I might just live my whole life that way, like never getting a dog of my own and just fucking living that parasocial dog love life, like
1: my God, your Instagram stories with all the reposts of dogs from TikTok is everything I live for. Like, (laughs) it's always like one or the this first or second spot. And I'm always like, click as soon as I see it. I'm like, what is going on? And then your paintings. Yeah, I I have no idea about those cards. I have no idea what you're talking about. Those cards, but. Like, I still like looking at them and the shapes. It's just it's so much fun. Yeah. It's so cool. Like, I is, know, it is a lot of fucking fun. fucking on point, man. <laughs> yeah, it is
0: on point shit, man. Like I, I am having a lot of fun these days. It's such a good, it's such a sweet-ass life. Just, god damn it. Like, being unemployed fucking rocks. I love it. I'm, like, made for it. Hi! Hi, Pepper! It's so awesome. Like, um, So as I told you, um, I know you're familiar with the book. I'm doing that Artist's Way book.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How's
0: that going? It's going good. And I like, you know, some of the challenges that she has us, you know, face. And do you remember in chapter, like, one, when she talks about crazy makers, quote unquote, crazy makers. So like people who... Um, how do I say they like don't respect your boundaries they call you up with an emergency all the time like they're your friend but they there's always some kind of havoc that is wreaking in their lives and they ask you to come in and help them like all the time like you you know those kinds of people so it was like talking about crazy makers you know you know what I'm talking about
1: I, when I read that book, I was actually living with a crazy maker. Yeah. So here I am in my living room reading this and go, looking yeah. up to the person I'm living <laughs> with, who is the crazy maker, who's my ex uh, college roommate. You know, and then she moved out yeah. to LA, and then it, that was a whole crazy situation where we end up being roommates. But then I was just like, oh fuck, <laughs> oh fuck, and then yeah. when yeah. she finally, she, she, when she finally did something. It's okay. yeah. She finally did something that I was like, I could point out and go, "That crossed the line, and you need to move out." It was like the perfect, and it didn't happen too long yeah. after I read that book, so it did give Good, me a lot yeah. of perspective and like something I probably didn't know about. Like, you know, I'm just like yeah, upstate New York, we don't talk about that shit. You know, exactly. I'm like from a country girl who is exactly. a city. Girl at heart you know and then as soon as i get relate, late like every and still today everything is eye-opening it's every i learn so much every day yeah about the world and people and i never assume i know everything because the moment i do that somebody somebody takes advantage of me in a way that i didn't see coming and i'm like oh all right Mm.
0: yeah i don't know everything
1: and i'm going to keep my ears and eyes open and and that's not to say i just trust people in general i don't that's i'm the opposite My yeah you're very and open you trust actually. people yeah. too quickly he goes and then they take advantage of you because i had like three or four yeah. friends during our marriage that that happened to and i felt i was really bummed out female friends i was really bummed out at how yeah. they showed their true self after a little bit and he's like you just have to be yeah. better at at doing that and i think i do i it still happens but i think I do and I'm not so devastated because I'm like oh this is gonna happen yeah. and this I think for everybody happens you go it's just like finding somebody to marry or fall in love with it takes a lot of different people yeah. before you find somebody who you click with it's the same with friendships that's you know, true and relationships business for relationships sure. or comedy for relationships sure. so so I love oh when God, all of a sudden yeah. that li- a little bit of so that artist way yeah so what happened with you did you did you like reassess if you've people after you read that about the crazies
0: well the th- interesting thing is that like because i'm not like i don't have any demands right now like i live my life like an artist anyway so mm-hmm. you know like morning pages is like they call it morning pages but i call it just journaling and i've been journaling like very consistently every morning for years so it's not Mm. like not just mornings i would sometimes journal again in the afternoon and again at night like i I journal often but so like i've been doing that like i meditate regularly you know i do my own tarot card reading or oracle card reading regularly i paint I paint like you know I'm already living this chill artist life and like you know I sometimes I'll go away for like by myself just to take trips and yeah. stuff or sometimes to actually go to comedy so it's like I just do these things regularly anyhow and uh the the toxic people thing that I saw more like retrospectively like oh there are these mm. crazy mm-hmm. makers in my past that I have just naturally and organically distanced myself from, you know, like three or four of them that I just stopped, I just kind of pulled away from because Mm -hmm. there was always perpetual, like like, unmanageable drama that, and it's like every time you meet them, every time I meet them, it's like intense Mm -hmm. drama. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, yeah, I just don't have these people in my life anymore. I'm so lucky. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. recently, like a couple days ago, I was talking to a friend. I still consider him a friend. Uh, but it's like any time I talk to him, literally any single time I talk to him and I ask him something very like minor, like, oh, how was that deadline that like you were able to meet that deadline? That's great. So how was that? It's like all this drama like intense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, it's like oh, you know when it, when he does that it it eliminates any possibility for me to have a conversation about him where it's like balanced where I could talk about right. my stuff and I could listen to his mm-hmm. stuff and it could be like this mutually beneficial healthy kind of talk and it just becomes yeah. about his shit and me trying to like help him out of it you know Mm -hmm. and when i but the problem is like he just doesn't have a sure how do i say he doesn't know where he stands on the matter do you know what i'm saying like he doesn't know like how he feels about anything in the situation so it just becomes Mm -hmm. chaotic confusion when i listen to him and everybody is to blame Everybody is wrong. He's the victim in all of it. But it's mm-hmm. like he lacks agency completely when I'm talking mm-hmm. to him. Like he's very all over the place, very unstable. And there's no centeredness, no groundedness. And I noticed that this is how it is like almost every single time I talk to him about anything. And so what does that say? Yeah. Oh, I thought I had left the crazy makers behind. But here, turns out I have one in my life still.
1: You probably have a few, but but they haven't reared their their ugly head lately. You know, for me, when I when I meet when I when I when one of those shows their true face, I I tend to go, oh, I think this is somebody who um, growing up especially the on the fence thing, they weren't allowed to make decisions. Yeah. Their parents always made decisions for mm-hmm. them. So when they became an adult, they didn't, and they had to make decisions. They didn't know because they were worried about making the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. And when you have somebody in your life, a friend or an acquaintance or wherever, who yeah. you, you are being a friend to and they take such offense, you're like, oh, okay, you're somebody who does not know how to have an even, relationship you never were taught that if you talk to somebody yeah. they ask you a question yeah. you ask them back that happens quite frequently yeah. with men i don't know why we've grown yeah. this whole <laughs> kind of part of society where it's only men only talk about themselves it's i mean it's changing but yeah. like it's still bullshit it's like i yeah. i have very very little patience for somebody when i go hey how you doing and they go on and they don't shut up and you're like oh so yeah you don't give a shit You don't give a shit. I don't don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. And then there's been these people who you start a conversation with them. And these are, I think, also part of the crazies. And you go, and they go, why would you say that? Why would you ask me that? And Uh it's constantly putting Uh everything onto you, even though you're being genuine, going, hey, how you doing? Uh, How do you feel about that? And they were like, well, why would you ask me that? And they're constantly (laughs) accusatory. And you're like, I don't know what happened in your life. But yeah, please leave me out of it. And the best is when I'll Why talk can't to somebody we have later on and go, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll go, yeah. God, I just can't have a, it's a weird conversation with them. They're like, me too. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's a not me. weird
0: conversation. You
1: know? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I'm like, so glad it's, it's not me yeah. when somebody confirms it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, those kind of people, it's like you've learned, you know, as you get older, you go, uh-huh, okay. And then you walk the fuck away. <laughs>
0: There's yeah. no
1: way it's ever gonna change because yeah. of who they are. Yeah. There, there's exactly. a one female comic who I'm not really friends with, but I see her and I say hello. And as soon as I say hello, she yeah. goes into a diatribe of all the shit that's happening in her life. I'm like, Whoa. all I asked was, Hi, What's, how you how doing? are you doing? And yeah. The yeah. flood fucking gates open. And I'm like, okay you yeah. need a boyfriend or something because i i can't be your emotional stable it right. doesn't work
0: yeah. i'm just a stranger yeah. at the
1: comedy scene with you yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, I i and so i'm glad you talked it through but then it it it, it makes you not it took a toll or like yeah
0: it took yeah, a huge like, toll I, yeah i wrote a joke like i don't know maybe i could workshop this joke with best. you and see what you think <laughs> It's, it's the like best. Uh, it's when, when you you people, over when that people do that. <laughs> right it's like the only thing it's like i feel so cornered i'm like how do i okay i'll write a show it's like when people are like oh you know what when i talk about these problems i'm not asking you to fix it i'm asking you to just listen and it's like when the problems are that severe it's like a person coming to your face with a big open gash in their face right and they're bleeding and they're like i don't want you to treat this wound i just want you to look at it just look at me bleed man and it's like i'm you're bleeding on my shoes you're bleeding on my shoes you don't want me to put a towel in your open gaping wound ew i don't want to see that shit right like that's what that's like to me that's what it feels like to me
1: it's, awesome. it's exactly what it is it is you're like okay then is. then then you can go see somebody else about your wound, okay? Yeah. Because go see a professional. Yeah, go to the hospital. I can't help. Yeah. I can't help you, you know? So I can't go help. see a shrink. Go, oh, my god. Go get a therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired, like. The, mm. uh, here's the thing. When I was married, I was grateful. Like, my ex-husband was not, like, one of those basket kates. I didn't have to be as emotional. Yeah. Like, we were there for each other, but I did. Yeah. He wasn't emotionally, you know. She, he figured things out and that stuff. But I definitely have sure. other boyfriends who like are guys I'm hanging out with who are just want me there to to like be their mommy and take care of them and they're I'm like, just go fucking see a therapist. Are you fucking kidding me? I right. can't help you with whatever you got going on. It's not my job at all as a yeah. woman. It's your yeah. job as a person who's got issues to go fucking yeah. take care of that. Cause yeah. guess what? When I lost yeah. my shit, I went and saw a therapist and I took
0: right. care of
1: it and got through it. So right. man the fuck yeah. up and go see a therapist and deal with that because I, I, I can't help you and I don't want to help you. I got too much on my fucking plate yeah. than being your emotional yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, boomerang it's, here.
0: Exactly. No, that's exactly what that is. Like, uh, And also, I I feel like those people maybe lack tools of self care. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, you know, like, and I understand what that can be like. You know, I understand that feeling of helplessness, and so you like take it to other people. Like, I understand that, and it's like, no, those are Mm -hmm. tools you can acquire. You know, like, it's it's as simple as journaling and meditating.
1: (laughs) Yes, and you you learn through experience. and it's the yeah. people that don't learn from their mistakes that continuously mm-hmm. end up keep repeating the same patterns. And so for me, I didn't know shit <laughs> when I first moved to LA. Yeah. But I've learned how to become a better person and how to, and yeah. I'm never. i not 100%, I go up and down. But when, right. I do, I, right. when I do something dumb, I learn from it and I move on. And yeah. that's what we're supposed to do as humans. But too many people, right? And this is what I say: too many people are comfortable in their dysfunction. And some people yes. go to therapy to get better, and some people go to therapy just yeah. to have somebody to tell their shit to. They don't want to change. Yeah, they just want it continuous. And I've had I've had a friend who had many many issues, one with her sister, and I was like, you know, you yeah. can make this better if you just stop accepting the behavior from other people and she's like yes yes right. yes but she would never change it and so it was the right. same complaint for five years and i was like I, I can't do it oh, anymore i really so can't do awful. it anymore if you don't yeah. want to make that change and yeah call her right. on her bullshit, what she's doing yeah i can't listen to it yeah. anymore <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: right it's hard yeah no there are definitely people i stopped speaking to because of that very same reason but um let me ask you this like when you're kind of going through a change right like i'm Mm -hmm. sure you've gone through like several changes in your life but like something in you shifts The your outlook is no longer the same as yesterday or a moment ago the like what what are the things that you notice first like in your in your immediate proximity whether it be your i don't know your notebook your clothes the food you keep buying um i don't know like your your routine your habit like what's the first thing that ends up changing that you notice when you go through those shifts
1: literally it's a weight on my body like an emotional weight on my body a feeling It's a, yeah, it's a feeling it like,
0: Mm.
1: and, and it's like, there's a long process of me being in a bad spot. And then as soon as it's like a release and it's either my mind Mm -hmm. or my body or something, there's a release and I feel Mm. different, like physically. Mm. Now I, I've Mm -hmm. throughout this stuff, I keep up my routines, which is I'm big hiker and, um, I, I do a lot of, um, organizing which is something that yeah. gets my brain in a way and then um, yeah so i do that stuff it's just when i'm doing that stuff when i'm in the state before i change it's a struggle but as soon as i have that change it's mm-hmm. like a joy and mm. so i do go through a period where everything gets cleaned uh that is for mm-hmm. sure i get everything in order And I, uh, I put down goals like when I came when I had the the last big transition was uh, from two broken hearts to going back to comedy and restarting at 50. Yeah. And and I made very I, I told myself. Cause I'd had a lot of expectations for myself that didn't get fulfilled. And so when it came down and I went down hmm. to zero, it was, it was the realization that those things didn't happen. And it was me feeling like a hundred percent failure kind of thing. So when hmm. I was able to get out of it, it took two years, but when I was able to get out of it, I was like, you're not a failure. Yeah. And it's like right. wiping that away. And so right. that, and I, I was then, I I give myself, whenever I go through this transition, I give myself very short goals that are very attainable, and then that allows me to go to the next step. But I don't put too Uh, much pressure on myself. I just say, uh you're a new person now. And you need to do this so mm-hmm. when I came back to comedy I was like okay I'm gonna go one month ahead I'm not gonna think about mm-hmm. the future like I had thought about 20 years yeah. and all that other stuff and it right. never materialized so I go yeah give myself a month this is what I want to do in a month I'm gonna hit all the I'm gonna hit a bunch of open mics here I am an old lady coming back to the open mic mm-hmm. scene I'm gonna hit mm-hmm. it to start over mm-hmm. and then once I hit that month mm-hmm. and I was like okay now I'm going to give mm-hmm. myself the next 3 months and I I just kept mm. doing it much like, you know, the AA one day at a time kind of thing. But I just kept yeah. it in stages. And that yeah. helped me build myself back up to what I need uh. to be.
0: Um
1: so it's it's funny how I do the, about the same things no matter what state I'm in. It's just me right. enjoying those things cuz I yeah. love those things. It's just when I'm in a yeah. miserable state, they're really hard to get through. And yeah. I, yeah. I, I walk differently and uh-huh. I talk to people differently and it's, uh. I'm always kind of a cheery person, except if you've pissed yeah. me off then them. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah. like, there's something about when I go out into the world with strangers that yeah. when I've gone through this transition, I'm just like, it's just this, the state I have. And it's amazing. And yeah. I'm grateful that I, I, I didn't ever get like, uh, the depression, those kind of things, which is huh. very, very yeah. you know, a lot of artists get, you know, and they're just born there. Yeah. That's part of what makes them an artist. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I am super hard on myself. So it's giving myself permission yeah. not to be so hard on myself and that, Doing um, comedy and writing and living in a city—they're all successes. Whether I make any money or become famous, those are all successes. Right. I'm doing exactly what I want. Exactly. Which is nothing anybody else exactly is about to do. So I'm already a success.
0: Exactly.
1: So you want. Yeah. I, I, you wipe that pressure off and you keep going and you keep going. Even if I die, nothing ever I make yeah. ever gets produced. Yeah. I don't make any money. Yeah. By the way, I've already made more yeah. money than I ever have in my life on comedy this year. And it's maybe $10, exactly. $20 here and there still doesn't matter. I made money. It's like, that's, that's the best thing. And I've made amazing friends. That's another thing is like I allow myself yeah. to like be open to different people. And talking yeah. from people. And that's comedy is great that way. Because yeah. you meet so many different kinds of it people. Is. And I love that. Yes. I go back to upstate New York. And it's so white. Yeah. Like I went to go see a movie theater. And it yeah. was nothing but white couples. And I go, I'm yeah. going to go. Like I literally yeah. bailed on the movie. Because I'm like, <laughs> this seems so weird. I can't deal with this. And yeah. I come and it's so multicultural. And it's just filled with. I love listening to other people's languages. When we're out in a store and stuff like that. Like I love that yeah i love just like running into you know you go to markets or different things and seeing all yeah. like learning stuff and learning so much like from you about korean culture and like having that connect that food yeah. connection that you were telling me about about uh, when yeah. somebody passes yeah um that you celebrate with yeah food the and, ritual and, the chisa yeah yeah and
0: yeah. like
1: i was like oh i love i love all that stuff and by the way if i was in upstate new york i would never have learned any of that stuff and I would not yeah. be the person I always wanted to be, and that was to be out right. the world and and be a part of the world, the whole world, not just America, yeah. not just a tiny little part yeah. of America, but the whole yeah. world, because we're all humans, we're all humans.
0: We, we are. Every
1: one of us is human. That's the thing
0: that's the thing I really, um, like admire about you is that you are like really open to a diversity of people. And I don't mean diversity as in like, you know, like race, creed, and, you know, sexuality, like that's a given. I mean, more like personalities, because that for (laughs) me is hard. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how I am. I'm very no nonsense. And I'm like, you know, and I've but that's not cuz i i'm a bitch it's cuz i'm very oh. sensitive yeah. and like i just You're protecting i absorb yourself. people's energies right yeah i absorb people's energies so fast that it's like too much and uh like if i'm in the face of somebody i feel like isn't there's something off Mm -hmm. that doesn't vibe with me i shut down and like i wish i had the wherewithal to just be like like able to maintain some small talk and be like okay but i'm not i i can't i can't i can't (laughs) like a lot of the times right a lot of if i get if i get to a venue early i'll sit in my car or i'll Mm -hmm. like be far away from the venue for a while until i absolutely have to be there uh because i just Mm -hmm. can't you know with too many people and it's like, uh, you know, but people, what I appreciate re- about you is that you know happened. that about
1: yourself, but I love that, you know, that about I yourself do. and you yeah. give yourself those, Thanks. those permissions to, to be uh, I, what you need to be in different environments, and that's that's yeah, me. Yeah, I'm like right. that's a strength. That's yeah. not a weakness. That's not like someone yeah. being a bitch. That's someone going. I know who I am, yeah. and I'm. This is how I'm going to play it. You know, like when we were at right, the, uh, the right. UBG the other night, and the dudes kept you know, coming up and saying hi, and I was like hi, you know. And you were like oh, hi, yeah. You just like I've give me that <laughs> alone. I love it. I love it. Like you know, it's just like I, <laughs> I, know. I just I feel, say hi and I move feel on. Bad you know? that day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, like no. There was like that weirdo guy. He was like, "Are you my neighbor? Yeah. Are you my neighbor?" And I was just watching the TV and you were like, "I don't think she is." Like <laughs> and I was like, oh, "I feel bad that Wendy had to buffer for me, but Thank God for Wendy,
1: you know. But that's what I'm there for. Uh, oh my God! In college, yeah, yeah. In college, I yeah. I didn't drink much. I don't drink much. Um, so I would drink like yeah, once a semester, yeah. but throughout the whole semester, and I had right. the car, so I would drive everybody. It was cold uh, in our state, so I would drive everybody to the bar, yeah. which wasn't that far. And yeah. then I would, and yeah. then I would be the bodyguard, like literally towards the other night uh-huh. when all the guys would get man manhannie and stuff Ooh. like that. I would get in between yeah. a dude and my friend, and dudes yeah. don't know what to do when they're there's a woman in front of them going back the fuck up, like they really don't. And so, like, it was great, you know. So, like, 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 I just sort of like, I, I do listen. I'm, I'm good that way, even yeah. though I have hearing issues. So yeah, when yeah. I'm in a big crowd, it's more visual. So I keep my eyes keen right. on everything, especially my friends, even people that All right, weren't my friends. Yeah. And I get in there and yeah. I'm like, no, you're not gonna fucking do this. Get the fuck away, you know. But that, that's right. just who I am. Like, yeah. I, I just sort of like to always pay attention to that shit. I also had a brother who tortured me growing up. So like part of it is, is like he would have hid behind a corner and scare me and stuff. So I was kind of always on alert. (laughs) I learned that to always be on a fucking alert, you know, in case some shit would come out and give me a Charlie horse, you know? So Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But like you're the older sister, like, didn't you torture him back ever? Or were you just so pure hearted and sweet that you just like didn't have it in you to be that like brutal?
1: I, okay, so he's, even though he's younger, he's only a year and a half younger, and then by the time he was 12, okay. he yeah. was uh he starting was to grow, and he became six six. and he was, oh, he was, he, he was okay. five when our parents got divorced, and he took it way harder, like, like he just didn't uh, know why his daddy wasn't there anymore and stuff, and okay. then, you know, I don't think my parents managed his emotional health all that well, yeah. and so he, uh, okay. he was always extra sensitive anyways when he was growing up and stuff so he just he he is not a person who was born equipped to like adjust to situations i was the opposite i was independent and i was like okay i'll take care of this and so by the time he got older he needed way more attention than anybody else and Mm. and um and so he couldn't get it and the only other person because my dad was working or whatever and then when he came home it was a lot about him and my stepmom so um so the only other person was me and so like he he would aggressively do stuff like wrestle or punch me or
0: give me charlie horses and
1: stuff to get attention from me. I just wanted to be left alone because I was in my world. I was thinking, I was writing stories at 10. I was like, I just wanted to be uh, making recordings on my tape recorder, going around, doing like interviewing the horse, you know, in a tree, like whatever (laughs) I was doing. And I just wanted to be left alone. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. trying to, you know, and he would make fun of it. And I was like, I don't need yeah. you around. I don't want you to do that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. for him to feel validated, he needed to constantly yeah. have me part of his world. And so I'm for, I never talk about my brother. So it's, I'm, uh, it's, whew.
0: Yeah. Anyway,
1: so by the time you don't, we got yeah. older. We don't
0: have to go too deep into it. But no, yeah. no, no. It's okay.
1: Uh-huh. By the time we got older. Yeah. Everybody's like, Oh, when you get older you'll be best friends. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't like him as a person. And nobody believed me. Yeah. And then I would constantly see how my parents yeah. were not doing parenting well with him because I knew him the best. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, You can't right. do that. And they're yeah. like, Well, you're a kid and you don't know. I go, No, I know him the best. You can't do what you're doing because it's not gonna work. So when he became you spend an adult, the most time with him, yeah. Yes, yeah. and when he became an adult, it just became unbearable. And he, he's right. not, he's not a good person, because right. he, I think he wants to be, but he has no idea how to be, and um, yeah, and because of that, I had to cut him off when I was 29 yeah. right after my yeah. mom died emotionally because I'm like right. I cannot take what you were talking about I cannot take your shit yeah. on me it's not yeah. my fault it's yeah. your fault you need to take ownership exactly of it. and he has exactly. never been able to do that I don't right. like I know my parents raised me one way but they did raise yeah. him a different way and because of that it was a right. detriment to who he became as a person yeah so so uh-huh. for me it's like Despite him, I don't want to be him because people are like, Your brother's Brian, and I was just like, So I think that's why I've become a little bit more on the other side the like, hi, and trusting because I don't want people to think I'm like my brother (laughs) who's a dick, you know. (laughs) But I've learned to to be nice mm. and not so trusting and learn to be like okay yeah. all right learn the signals a little bit better yeah it's um but it's a learning game always yeah i don't know if, yeah if i answered your question i'm so sorry I,
0: <laughs> no you did like no uh it makes sense like i think you know what like um in terms of your adjustment you just figured out like in order to deal with anything that is difficult i just gotta make something like you put your focus mm-hmm. on creating something that's usually the natural inclination of any artist right um mm-hmm. like when i when i was working that that uh, full-time job in new york I hated it so much, and I was also like uh, producing a, a documentary, and I was like having a lot of issues with the co-producer and the director, and I was like miserable. And whenever I felt the most helpless and miserable, I would always paint. That's mm. always that was always the the last and final resort, you know. So uh, I, I think just you know that's the healthiest way to be, to and that's a tool that you had like a coping tool, mm-hmm. right, and artists need to be able to do that they have to do that in fact it's not just artists like anybody should be able to do that like they should just know like when i feel like hell inside i have to go and like i don't know go to the go play tennis or go play uh racquetball or go uh go bowling or go for a drive or go for do something Mm -hmm. like to know what it is that i have to do in order to not wreak havoc in my own life and right. around in the lives of people around me to know what to do i think right. that is a tool it's an asset to know that right and perhaps right. sadly you know your younger brother wasn't able to attain that right, right? right. um yeah and absolutely. also like you know younger siblings tend to be babied a lot and so like they can't they don't even get the chance to figure out how to do that on their own um
1: especially male younger yeah. siblings yeah
0: they get that, really that. fucking doted on. Yeah,
1: they do. Yeah. And, they it's, do. and, you know, it's so uh, funny because Jada, Jada Pinkett's fifth does that red round table, red whatever, red top uh-huh. table yeah. talk thing. And yeah. she will, her daughter Willow was on and she, I think her daughter's name Willow, right? Uh, she was on and yeah, she goes, is. you treated me differently than my brother. You were like, get your fucking ass out of bed. And then you would go see Jada and go okay, coming out of bed. And she admitted that she had treated her son differently than her daughter. And I for sure, 100% know that that happens. I also know about myself, and this is a deep wound, is that when I feel like somebody has not been careful, especially a friend has not been careful with, um, or maybe just didn't know they did something, but when I get hurt as an adult, yeah. i yeah. retreat and that is and i will yeah. emotionally tr- retreat to protect myself and i don't do it for long yeah. but when the when it's an initial or a surprise i i get real quiet and i it's, keep myself away from the situation because i don't know how to process those feelings of being betrayed you know or or somebody intentionally uh-huh. hurting me whether they yeah. meant to or not it happened so like I will go away because yeah. I I also don't want to put all my shit on them. I don't want to put – like oh. the, your friend wanted to put your shit on them. Right. I don't want to put my shit on right. them. I want to process it and go away. And how I do that is I disappear a little bit because I, yeah. I know that it's my shit that I need to work through and go oh. through it. But people tend to get up very upset when they're like, why'd you go away? Yeah. Why'd you just – I'm like, because I'm protecting you from me. And I know that about me. So I want to huh. – process it and then I'll come out the other end and then we'll talk about it. But like that's but something time. from childhood because I didn't, I didn't think I could ever like, t- we would talk about our feelings and then it just, nothing would ever fix. So then we learned not to talk about our feelings huh. when,
0: right?
1: when we asked, because it didn't matter. This yeah. shit didn't happen. Yeah. Like it was especially with my dad yeah. and stepmom. Like we have a family meeting and let's sure. talk about what's wrong and fix it. But it was never fixing it to, Compromise with the kids, you know, just it just yeah. uh, the yeah. way they want him.
0: I think there's a difference between listening to a friend who is like coming to you and asking, like, hey, like, you know, something's going on. Like, can I bend your ear? I feel like that should be said. I feel like mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. respecting somebody. Because, mm-hmm. like you say, like, you know, we don't want to burden people, but no. we are people and we have to connect. Right. And, when somebody gives me that, it's like, oh, like, is it okay if I like talk to you about something? I'm always ready to listen. Cause now it's like, okay, like this is listen mode.
1: They're they're being polite and asking, hey, do you have time yeah. for this? Because obviously there's gonna be an You're emotional thing. or or do you have an emotional yeah. space for me to deal with this? It may be a small thing, it may yeah. be a little bit bigger thing. But the fact that they are yeah aware enough to go hey can i ask you if this is okay if i talk to you about this
0: exactly yeah that yeah yeah yeah, is yeah
1: half half of it so you then you're like yes and then yeah. sometimes people don't they don't have time and then but they'll circle back because they know i, I you know i don't reach out too much but the people i do reach out to yeah. i know yeah. that i can and i know also know that yeah. if they're too busy they will circle back and i'm okay with that you know yeah. i'm okay that they yeah. need they they exactly. may not you have, have the, the trust. space right yeah. then yes the trust there yeah. and i i will say yeah. as women we have yeah. uh, we have been born and bred not to believe we have a choice and so the yes. earlier we learn as females in yes. our society yes. that we all have choices uh-huh. and that we don't have yes. to like or um be a part of something that we don't want to do like i'm all for if somebody if something's happening and they're like i don't think i had a choice like being kidnapped or all that stuff it's all horrible (laughs) but don't just go and go along with it you know like don't i'm like i worked on a show a military show and with an fbi uh consultant and he's like you have a gun pointed at you you fucking run because Guess what? 95% of the time, they're going to miss you. He goes, I taught everyone. He had 10 kids. He goes, I taught every one of my kids, you run towards the gun and you fucking do what you can to fight. You do not run away. You run towards the gun. Because ninety five percent of the time they're not going to get you, and they're too scared. They're like, it's it's just a scare tactic. They have no fucking, they have no intention of shooting. They're just using, yeah. So, so it was like, I don't. Hopefully, I'll never be in that situation. But I'm like, that's going to kick in (laughs) for me. Is that you know? And that sort of has kicked in for me for other things. You know, I told you
0: about
1: a guy. Sexually assaulted me coming out of a bar. He yeah. palmed my boob, yeah. and I beat the shit out of him. So yeah. that is my response <laughs> yeah. to that shit. Partially because of my brother, right? Growing up with a guy yeah. who beat me up every day, but other partially is just like, yeah. no, you don't, ha- you don't get agency over my body because of your fucking. Oh bullshit, yeah, you know. So women have and choices. So yeah. make the choice. You know, I and right. like whether those people on the train. Videoed and watched that woman get raped. They all had a choice to stop it, and they didn't do it.
0: That was horrendous.
1: I was on a Chicago train when I was working in Chicago. It was horrible.
0: Yeah,
1: and I was witnessing an autistic guy be started to be sexually assaulted by a homeless woman, and (gasps) the train was packed. And I got up and I go, "Don't touch him." Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm screaming. (laughs) It's okay. Don't touch him. Yeah. Yeah. And she looked at me and everybody looked at me. I go, you get up and you sit on my seat. And then I told her to move over and I sat next to her. I go, you do not have permission to touch him anyway. Like, and yeah. she, she was over the clothes, but he was clearly autistic. Just come from work. He yeah. didn't know what to do. He's frozen. And they are like, yeah. they're the, the stats on them being sexually assaulted is remarkable autistic people because they don't have, they don't know how to say no. right? So, you know, right. um, they don't, they really don't process what's going on in them so but the whole yeah. train is packed and then I told the we were in the first car I told the train conductor I go she just sexually assaulted that man get her off the train and he got her off
0: Right. and
1: then I was like make sure yeah. could you please make sure this kid gets off when he needs to get off and nobody else bothers him and but I was on yeah. a packed fucking train and not one pr- fucking person said anything besides myself I was just that's like, very nope, common in urban
0: In yes that's very very common in urban societies though like I there were so many times when I was getting um, assaulted in New York and nobody did anything until I had to like happen to me at Starbucks once. Like it was awful and it happens all the time. And I think what it is is like in these urban environments, because so much crazy shit happens all the time, people are kind of numbed out to crazy things happening. And Mm -hmm. they're also, um, how do I say? They also are like trained to ignore it they they yeah. put up blinders and it's like crazy shit is happening and I just got to ignore it and pretend like it's not happening and I think a combination of those factors
1: mm-hmm.
0: and them also not taking you know perhaps that women's cries seriously I think all of right. that is what led to this hor- horrific event and yeah like it's usually men who ignore that shit the most. It's fucking weird, but like men will really ignore that stuff the most. Like women will be more inclined to step up, but men have to be instructed to step in. That's the other fucked up thing. Yeah.
1: I was just at work. They have to be told. Yeah. Yeah. At work. I'm a COVID person. I, part of my job is to remind people to wear their masks. Right. First day production. I had three guys not wearing the mask. I asked them. The guy right. who you could tell was probably anti-vaxxer, even though he was vaxxed. He have to be vaxxed to work on shows.
0: Yeah. Uh, anti-vaxxer,
1: yeah. you know, yeah. fucking QAnon, all that other stuff, goes on from 0 yeah. to 100 and starts yeah. yelling at me, I'm outside. <gasps> oh. The CDC. It yeah. doesn't matter what the CDC says yeah. or it's what our show yeah. says and we go above and beyond the CDC. Oh Anyways, Here I am trying right. my best to go. I'm a COVID person. i I'm telling you, yeah. we have to on this show. That is part of our work agreement. Right. Um, and then yeah. and then at one point, he charges... Now, this goes on for five minutes. He ch- There's 10 other Jesus. people around me, mostly all men. He charges at me going, get away, get out of here. I go, I'm not going to go away. This is my job, you know? And right. so finally, somebody right. came over and corralled him. But I was like, I went straight to my boss. And I went straight to the UPM. He's still working because they're all pussies. Yeah. They still... He's still yeah. working on the job. And then he's not yeah. only verbally assaulted another one of our team members also female another male and then my boss so like
0: yeah
1: we can't yeah. we don't have firing power because he would have been gone already but that's the thing right. yeah, they stand around and they're like i'm not gonna get involved i'm like because they're so worried about yeah. the fucking egos so worried yeah. that somebody's gonna call them out yeah. and they're gonna be it's like big fucking yeah. babies i hate yeah. cowards i fucking hate cowards i hate cowards I think, you
0: know, your job is especially hard because it is that it's like the COVID people. Like you you're you guys mm-hmm. are like protocol and policy yeah. enforcers. And that puts you in a position where you have to tell people to do something that they probably don't want to do. But it's like necessary, right? right? Uh, you guys yeah. are rule enforcers. So you're like more vulnerable to that kind of reaction anyway. But on top yeah. of that, everybody in Hollywood has this mentality like... It's a small it's a small industry, and right. I don't want to ruin my reputation by calling somebody out right. and it's like, but what if you're you're in a place of danger or suffering or just vic- like it's okay, like I don't matter, my career matters. I think that mentality also is what makes this place so fucking toxic sometimes,
1: yeah you know I, like I, people I had, yeah. yeah. Years ago I had a uh, okay. boss I had a boss remark that if you're not if you don't make it as a staff writer on a TV show by the time you're 32 or 33 you're never going to make it. And it made it in a room full of us people all trying to be writers and I had just had yeah. my 40th birthday and everybody wow. got quiet. He thought he was being funny and everybody got quiet. And then he later had to go talk to a couple of the other writers going, why did it get weird in there? And they're like, because Wendy's trying to be a writer and she just turned 40. Right. So then he came to me trying to make nice in the whole time going, yeah, "Yeah, but what's your plan B? What's your plan? Oh, Jesus. Insinuating that I would never make. Yeah. And here I am. A person, every's like, and like all these people are like, you got to tell the producers. I'm like, or you got to take it. To, Cause it's actually an ageist thing yeah. and you can't do it. You can't discriminate based on somebody's age. And I go, right. yeah, I do that in Hollywood. I never get hired as a writer ever. And I right. may never, but uh-huh. I certainly won't get hired as a writer. They all told the bosses and I had discussions with a couple of exec producers, but they were like, please don't give up. Keep, keep going. And, and honestly, this day and age, anybody can make it at any time, but his mentality his white male mentality was that yeah you're not gonna make it if you don't make it by the time you're 32 in this business as a writer yeah it's just somebody who's small and insecure trying to have power yeah people that's all it is yeah 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 yeah. that's That's their
0: insecurity i feel like people who talk that Mm way and yeah yeah i I don't even want to like begin to try and understand people like that because like what's the point you know it's like they're just speaking out of their own fears and their own you know yeah like you say their own insecurities it's like it's not necessary but yeah i I also like what you say just now like at this day and age anybody can make it any time but that's the truth and and at any point in time it's like anybody can do whatever the fuck they want at any point in their lives Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. whatever like. outside opinions about whether somebody has quote-unquote made it you know i feel like those kinds of definitions are also very varied those that Mm -hmm. definition of what a success is and what making is needs to be diversified more and it needs to be personalized Mm -hmm. like what is your definition of success what is your definition of making it what is your definition of happiness what is your definition Mm -hmm. of love what is your definition Mm -hmm. of forgiveness Mm -hmm. these kinds of things don't go and turn to merriam-webster turn Mm -hmm. to yourself and write Mm -hmm. that shit down and try to live according to because people get so caught this is like the thing i hate about the the conversation i was having with that other person the other day where it was so difficult because he doesn't have a core sense of self Mm -hmm. and because Mm -hmm. of that lack it was like just insane. Mm-hmm. Like t- talking was chaos. I just couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. I couldn't understand what the fuck was going on. And it's like, you have to know who you are, what you're about, what you want to do. I feel like that's a very simple th- thing, th- those mm-hmm. three things, but it's hard to get there. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of work, but mm-hmm. it's important mm-hmm. for one to do that work because that's how you be responsible in the world, right? Right. I, and I that, got here that at man 50. saying that, that shit to you, yeah. right? Right. Right, right I got here that man saying years, that shit it to it you he didn't see- know
1: no he didn't know go ahead go and, ahead, go ahead. And, yeah, yeah I just I yeah. just said i it took me 50 years to get to a place where I know who I am I love myself i I am the person right. I always wanted to be um I yeah uh i I am a success regardless of money and fame. I am doing exactly yeah. what I want um and yeah. i I've, I've never loved myself more. Than I do right now, yeah. and that means that yeah. doesn't mean that I have somebody else in my life loving me. It absolutely is the opposite. Yeah, I love me 100 exactly. percent, and I don't need another person to yeah. validate me with it. Um, and right now I don't have room in my life for somebody else, other than at short yeah yeah short stints for a half hour or an hour at a time. You know, here and there. You know, that <laughs> is it. That's all I have time for, and that is fine. Yeah. And and actually, that actually lifts me up. Like I have, I have this whole. Chris D'Elia bit that I bang on his first apology, fake apology video. And part of it though, he goes, he starts blaming casual sex. And I go, don't fucking blame casual sex because you're an addict. You know why? Casual sex is actually pretty fucking awesome. It is, it is. It's like, it has made me exactly who I am today. And it is, it uplifts me when I have it. It's because you put a whole different kind of perverted you know sense of self on uh, casual sex it's like blaming tequila yeah. oh i can't drink yeah. tequila kills evil yeah it's like tequila didn't do yeah. shit. you did sh- you drank too much tequila it's your own fault yeah. why tequila is evil so like don't blame the thing that's out there you got to take ownership of how you react to things and how you <laughs> are in the world and once you do that i will 100 percent tell you once you take the you responsibility for you your life gets oh, so much better this person actually your yeah. friend actually was able to sit back and see himself in the situation and able to understand that he is creating the chaos in his life his life would get 100 percent better but he's yeah He's scared of making the wrong decision. So he learned along the way yeah. that he makes wrong decisions and he, he shouldn't make decisions. Somebody else should make them for him. So that's why as yeah. an adult now, he has to ask a hundred people in order, but yeah. he still can't make a decision because he doesn't and, have that. And pretend, that goes, like, okay. and pretend like he's
0: not asking people for help. You know what I mean? Like, that's what also irked me is like, he was like, I'm not asking you to fix this. Like, well, you're the one that keeps talking about your fucking problems to me all the time. And I was like, you know how I speak. This is how I speak. I speak analytically. I speak prescriptively. I speak this way. I'm a fucking intellectual. What the hell you want from me? You know how I speak. You come to me expecting something different. That's insane. But I liked what you said earlier when you were like, I'm exactly who I wanted to be. How many people get to say that, Wendy? I don't know a lot of people who say that.
1: I don't either, because every time I say it to somebody, they're like surprised. They're like, wow, that's It's great. a
0: shocking thing to hear. As if, it is, it's a shocking yeah, as thing as if to hear. They're
1: like, oh, I've been trying to do that for a long time. I, you know, maybe Ooh. it takes what happened to me, which is destroying your life and blowing it up and going to zero and then building yourself back up. <laughs> but, yeah. but in that process, this most beautiful thing came out of it, and it's me, it's me. I, yeah. I'm, I'm so amazed I've become this person and I'm so happy I'm this person. Oh. And, uh, even when shit goes wrong or I make a mistake here or there, it doesn't, it doesn't like completely wipe me out. It means, oh no, you're growing, you're getting better. You're becoming a better yeah. person. And my friend, my friend said when I was the deepest, most bottom, she goes, there's a guy who wrote a book about aging and how the first half of your life is zero to 50 and the second half is 50 to whenever. And she goes, you are starting the second half of your life, so you're a baby now. Yeah. So you are yeah. essentially learning how to be the next version of yourself. And babies are happy. Yeah. most babies, you know, if yeah. not in horrible situations, most babies are, are happy. They and are. they see the world with yeah. brightness and everything is discover. Yeah discovery and everything yes. is, uh, you know, like learning and stuff. Yeah. And that's how I feel like I am. I'm in that baby state right. and I love it. Right? I absolutely love it. And, and I, I just want to keep going that way. Yeah. I, I mean, I would love to meet somebody else that goes, yes, I'm, I'm exactly who I want to be too in this life. I haven't I've yet to meet something like that, but yeah. I, yeah. I'm glad that I can say it, that I can say it. I am exactly who I yeah. always wanted to be. And on stage too, because I struggled really hard the first 15 years of being who I wanted to be on stage and seeing other people doing it and not being able to do it. But it took 10 years Uh. of me being a writer and an actor to come back to stand up and going, oh, now I am, I'm not, now I know who I am on stage and now I'm just getting Uh. better and better. And I'm being exactly the authentic person I want on stage. Somebody the other day just goes, I love how honest you are on stage And he, and they're like, I strive to try to be as honest as you. And I go,
0: that's nice.
1: I, I just talk about my life. That's all it is. And I can't do bullshit. I really can't, I can't lie. 99% of my jokes are not, there's nothing made up in them. It's all based in truth. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that. I think, uh, you know, it's like a lot of the times people who take like mushrooms or LSD, they often have that moment where like they go to the zero place, the baby mm-hmm. place, the reborn mm-hmm. phase. And I think you were just having that moment in your life uh, without like psychedelics or anything. I mean, sometimes people have that as a spiritual thing too. Like they'll face a deep crisis, hit rock bottom. A lot of people who are in AA also have that moment. They hit rock bottom and whatever, and they become reborn. But like, the truth is, you know, anybody can be reborn at any moment, whenever they want, and it's just a matter of deciding, mm-hmm. and it's a matter of letting go. It's a matter of confronting the truth, which is that you're gonna die. It's the truth. You're gonna die. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna mm-hmm. do to make this living state the most absolute worthwhile thing? You know. Yeah. Once they confront that, they can they can do they can do what you did, which is build the life that you want, build the self that you want and learn to love and appreciate the self that you are. Yeah. Yay. 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 Okay. Let me ask you some flashcard questions and we'll wrap this up. Okay. Okay. Um, Are you okay on time? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Okay, so this, this show I'm going to talk about is called Sound of Your Heart. And uh, this is like a good fit for you because this, this is a, more like a sitcom. It's like a sitcom-y kind of show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say uh, you're a cartoonist named Cho Seok mm-hmm. and you're in your 20s. Uh, you live at home with your parents and your older brother. You bring your cartoon to a major internet media company, and they tell you that your project sucks ass. It's the worst, mm-hmm. and that your journal probably has better content than what you just imagined out of your little head. What do you do?
1: I think I uh, walk away sad, and <laughs> I think I go I go to a park and I have a good cry and then I look up Uh and I see the world around me and I see nature and I see um, people and I realize I am just one person in a vast globe of people and I I process what they said and then I go you know what there's other people in the world who might understand me better than that person. Mm. But the hurt's there. So then you, so then I I think I walk home and maybe I get some of my favorite junk food or um, an ice cream or something food-wise. Cause that is always the solve when you have a deep hurt is some kind of favorite food, it's comfort. And then I go yeah. home Yeah, and I uh, I personally don't, I wouldn't, t- with my parents, I probably wouldn't have said anything, but they would have seen it on me. Everybody knows when I'm sad because I'm sort of like always uh-huh. like this. So when I'm sad, my face shows, I can't hide it. And then they get it out of uh-huh. me and then we talk through it and then they hold me. They make me feel oh. better. And then um, oh, I sweet. go to sleep. Uh-huh. And then I wake up the next day uh-huh. and go, OK, let me see if anything they said is valid. And if it's not, then I'm going to just go and see and find other people. Maybe I go find a group of yeah. other cartoonists who, um, who like a group, like a writer's group or cartoonists. Yeah,
0: group. a support and group. And I go from
1: there. Yeah. And I just go, hey, nice. this is what this person said. Uh, because in my life, I've been fired couple times and every time the very next person that has interviewed me i have revealed that i've been fired they knew the person that fired me and go you must have been doing something right for them to have fired you oh so we're gonna hire you so it's like that's nice everybody has a thing where they're like not everybody is like even though you got fired it means you might be doing something right if you get fired so true somebody telling me that my stuff sucks it means i I might be doing something right for other people so many creative yeah. wonderful things have been rejected hundreds of times before somebody goes no this is actually good and then they are and then that becomes a huge huge thing promising young woman got turned down by like every uh every production company same with uh squid games everybody turned it down and then yeah. um yeah and then now they're both huge things huge things by people with different voices than the ones that are published. So that's true. So that has happened every time I wrote a script where somebody goes, you can't do that in the script. I went, no, I'm going to keep it. And that's the thing that always has gotten me like to the finals of a writing competition or won a competition or whatever. The thing, whenever they tell me you can't do something, that's exactly, I do it because I know that they're scared of something different. So
0: exactly. Okay. I like that. That's a very Zen and healthy response to something like this. At least, you know, you said food and you didn't say like crack. I go and get my favorite crack. <laughs> I smoke <laughs> I smoke it out but of my pipe. But sometimes
1: food is crack. <laughs> <laughs> I've eaten a whole bag of Doritos. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, okay. Great answer. Okay, okay. Let's see. Uh, so you're hook again. Your parents keep okay. nagging you to wake up and smell the coffee. They don't support mm. your art career. So you snap yep. at them and you storm out, mm-hmm. but while you're outside, you realize that today is actually your mom's birthday, and you just screamed mm-hmm. at her to go to hell. What do you do?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this has happened before when <laughs> my mom was alive. Um, I think I yeah. go. I think I go. I think I go through a phase where I'm just like, "Fuck her! I'm not going to get her anything." You know, like uh-huh. she doesn't understand me. All this other stuff. But then Uh I think uh, once I've calmed down from that, I do go and get my mom was a big uh, Coca-Cola fan. So I think I Uh go and get her, you know, some bottled Coke and um, maybe her favorite pizza and then come back and go. uh, You may not understand my choices, uh, but happy birthday. Uh And here you go. And go from there um, and just just go. There's not much I can do, but other be me. And, uh,
0: yeah. you,
1: you may not like that. If that means that I have to leave this house, I will leave uh-huh. this house to go do what I need to do. Um, That's I, so know, it's odd. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because, um, I didn't realize this till later. So I, uh, I was doing a big clean out and I found a bunch of letters that my mom had written me when I was in LA and they were cool. They were great. She would write me hand letters, which I loved, but the very first letter she wrote me, I hadn't left L.A. I had just decided I was going to move to L.A. instead of New York City. And I had a month back yeah. time. And during that time, she wrote me a letter. I don't think I ever read it. And, and yeah. I pulled it out. And it was asking me not to go to L.A. And it was like a seven-page yeah. letter. She was scared for Whoa. me. She didn't want me to go to L.A. And in this yeah. time, it was open. And I think probably read the first like two lines and then didn't read it. But as soon yeah. as I, I couldn't read it now, I still can't read it. It's in my scrapbook that I have. of her. Sure. But as soon as sure. I got to, out to LA, she understood that decision. And even when it got tough, yeah, I would call her and say, I know I'm in the right place. Even though it's really hard right now, I know I'm in the right place. She goes, you are in the right place. So she, it took her seeing how brave I was to make that big step to go after the yeah. dreams I'd always said that I wanted to go after for her to then yeah. understand it and then hundred percent support it. Cause I've always said yeah. the worst day here of me going after what I want in life is still better than the best day back home and me not doing yeah. any of it. Yeah. And that, I love I- that that is exactly how I, I've always lived my life. Even when I got really fucking hard and it's gotten really fucking hard many times. Oh yeah. It's still worth it yeah. for me to not give up and throw in the towel. Yeah. And I guess maybe that's because I, I have that. two coaches for dads or for mom and my mom and dad are both coaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. part of it. But yeah. it's just, it's just like, I just always knew I wanted to do this and, and, and yeah it's taken me a lot longer than most people maybe because i'm undereducated, or i don't have the connections or i am who i am but it it doesn't matter i'm still going after what i need to do yeah what i want to do you're still doing what you're doing is supposed to do yeah
0: exactly yeah yeah no i i think that's very important and uh you know i think you're also you know in a way very lucky to have a mother who says i understand now now i see the light you know because there's so many people who will never see it never understand it you know even when their child goes after what they want and mm-hmm. uh i'm like so happy that you and your mother had that moment together you know of being like both acknowledging that yeah yeah, sweet I am. okay yeah and, and you're brave for you know having just you know done it. Because uh, there are a lot of people who lack the courage to separate themselves from their families and really go find the release and the freedom. It, that's mm-hmm. important. It's necessary mm-hmm. as an artist to really just become a waif, you know, at a certain point. Okay. So you're, you're, again, you're at a wedding, okay. and you see a really hot girl that you knew from high school. And she's talking to you like she's really interested in your life. But you realize She's just trying to sell you life insurance. What do you do?
1: (laughs) I indulge the fuck out of her. (laughs) I keep talking to her. I keep like asking her about it. I get real interested in what she's trying to sell me. I just am like, oh, and then I invite her to sit down and maybe we have the cake together, you know. And I just, I'm like, because it's a fucking wedding. Weddings are boring. I don't, I don't like them. Yeah. And so, like, you just like, you indulge her because probably that hot girl was an asshole to you in high school. So, you know, for me, I, uh most of the time, those hot girls are, and then they they become, I'm like you know, pharmaceutical reps and yeah. life insurance people, and they're just kind of, you know, you you called me fat ass in high yeah. school. Guess what? This is this is my revenge. And yeah. then at the end, I go, hmm, thanks, good to know. I'll give you a call if I need it. And then I walk away because <laughs> that's what you get. Yeah. Fucking life does <laughs> always get you in the end when you're an asshole. When you're an yeah. asshole, yeah, it always comes back yeah. to you. Like I love now, like if somebody's an asshole to me. I say something to them as if I'm a witch and I'm putting a spell on them. I'm like, you will die of COVID. Uh. Like it's like I like have this other like sense that I know something. I don't know yeah. shit. But like I do yeah. that, especially with yeah. strangers who are fucking horrible, rude to me. I go, yeah, you will die in a car accident. Like that. And I just walk away. I, like I get real, like kind of like, hmm, interesting. I walk away. Cause like the, fuck you. If you're gonna be an asshole, I'm gonna make you have to think about something for hours if not days or years there you go and then when they do get that's an accent so that woman was right she put a smell on me you know so don't fuck with me that's all i'm saying
0: that's hilarious it's like i don't have any psychic powers but i just pretend to be a witch just to fuck with people <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's psychotic i love it okay, okay okay last last question last question let's say you're a girl named Ebung, okay what's her you're name? kind of seeing ebong her name's ebong and uh, you're kind of seeing this guy you're seeing this guy's hook the the cartoonist Uh and you've been seeing each other for a little while now and you're you're waiting for him to officially ask you to be his girlfriend all Mm -hmm. right and the two of you are out on a date you go to Mm -hmm. a restaurant you go street like you go listening to busker music on the streets Mm -hmm. you go to a theater to watch a play it's like very much a date date Mm -hmm. And he still has not asked you to be exclusive and make it official. Mm -hmm. What do you do?
1: Well, I point blank go, hey, we've been acting like girlfriend and boyfriend. Are we girlfriend and boyfriend? And if he wavers on any, if he wavers at all, I go, okay, that's my answer. It's been nice hanging out with you. It's been great getting to know you. But I'm going to go hang out and do other things with other people. And then that's when they fucking go, no, no, no. And I'm like, uh, too late. Sorry. You had your chance. Yeah. Like, like with yeah, my fuck buddies, like, yeah, with my yeah. fuck buddies, if they say, oh, I want to fuck you again. Okay. I give you two chances. And if after that second chance, you can't come through. Done. Bye. I don't have time for your bullshit. Yeah. I don't have time. There's plenty yeah. of people who want to fuck Never me. Never again. I don't need, I do not need yours. <laughs> Only plenty plenty
0: okay yeah yeah okay very nice very you know to the point no bullshit efficient love that answer Mm -hmm. and it's empowering Mm -hmm. yeah very nice it took by the way it took me a very
1: long time to get to the point where i can go i can take or leave anything now i don't need anything or anybody so it's it's a growth thing yeah it's taken me a long time i don't think i would have the same answer at 25 but at 52 oh yeah yep
0: oh yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: thanks wendy thank you grace it's been amazing